Section 94 of India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World Story, Volume 2, India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 94, The Make-Believe Elephants of Semiramis. By Diodorus the Sicilian. Semiramis, having settled her affairs in Egypt and Ethiopia, returned with her army into Asia to Bactria, and now, having a great army and enjoying a long peace, she had a longing desire to perform some notable exploit by her arms. Hearing, therefore, that the Indians were the greatest nation in the whole world and had the largest and richest tract of land of all, she resolved to make war upon them. Stabrobates was at that time king, who had innumerable forces and many elephants bravely accoutred and fitted to strike terror into the hearts of his enemies. For India, because of the pleasantness of the country, excelled all others, being watered in every place with many rivers, so that the land yielded every year a double crop, and by that means was so rich and so abounded, with plenty of all things necessary for the sustenance of man's life, that it supplied the inhabitants continually with such things as made them excessively rich, insomuch as it was never known that there was ever any famine amongst them, the climate being so happy and favorable. And upon that account likewise there is an incredible number of elephants, which for courage and strength of body far excel those in Africa. Moreover, this country abounds in gold, silver, brass, iron, and precious stones of all sorts, both for profit and pleasure. All which being noised abroad, so stirred up the spirit of Semiramis that, though she had no provocation given her, yet she was resolved upon the war against the Indians. But knowing that she had need of great forces, she sent dispatches to all the provinces with command to the governors to list the choicest young men they could find ordering the proportion of soldiers every province and country should send forth according to the largeness of it and commanded that all should furnish themselves with new arms and armor and all appear in three years's time at a general rendezvous in bactria bravely armed and accoutred in all points and having sent for shipwrights out of phoenicia syria cyprus and other places bordering upon the sea-coast she prepared timber for them fit for the purpose, and ordered them to build vessels that might be taken asunder and conveyed from place to place wherever she pleased. For the river Indus bordering upon that kingdom, being the greatest in those parts, she stood in need of many river-boats to pass it, in order to repress the Indians. But there being no timber near the river, she was compelled to convey the boats thither by land from Bactria, she further considered that she was much inferior to the Indians in elephants, which is absolutely necessary for her to make use of. She therefore contrived to have beasts that should resemble them, hoping by this means to strike a terror into the Indians, who believed there were no elephants in any place but in India. To this end she provided three hundred thousand black oxen, and distributed the flesh among a company of ordinary mechanics and such fellows as she had to play the cobblers for her and ordered them by stitching the skins together and stuffing them with straw to imitate the shape of an elephant 
and in every one of them she put a man to govern them and a camel to carry them so that at a distance they appeared to all that saw them as if they were really such beasts they that were employed in this work wrought at it night and day in a place which was walled round for the purpose and guards set at every gate that none might be admitted either to go in or out to the end that none might see what they were doing lest it should be noised abroad and come to the ear of the indians having therefore provided shipping and elephants in the space of two years in the third she rendezvoused all her forces in bactria army consisted of three million of foot two hundred thousand horse a hundred thousand chariots and mounted upon camels a hundred thousand men with swords four cubits long the boats that might be taken asunder were two thousand which the camels carried by land as they did the mock elephants as we have before declared the soldiers made their horses familiar with these feigned beasts bringing them often to them lest they should be terrified at the sight of them which perseus imitated many ages after when he was to fight with the romans who had elephants in their army out of africa however this contrivance proved to be of no advantage either to him or her as will appear in the issue here in a little after related when stabrotus the indian king heard of these great armies and the mighty preparations made against him he did all he could to excel semiramis in everything at first he built of great canes four thousand river-boats for abundance of these canes grow in india about the rivers and fens so thick as a man can scarce fathom and vessels made of these reeds they say are exceedingly useful because they will never rot or be worm-eaten he was very diligent likewise in preparing of arms and going from place to place throughout all india and so raised a far greater army than that of semiramis to his former number of elephants he added more which he took by hunting and furnished them all with everything that that might make them look terrible in the face of their enemies so that by their multitude and the completeness of their armour in all points it seemed above the strength and power of man to bear up against the violent shock of these creatures having therefore made all these preparations he sent ambassadors to semiramis as she was on her march towards him to complain and upbraid her for beginning a war without any provocation or injury offered her and by his private letters taxed her with the course of his life and vowed calling the gods to witness that if he conquered her he would nail her to the cross when she read the letter she smiled and said the indian should presently have a trial of her valour by her actions when she came up with her army to the river indus she found the enemy's fleet drawn up in a line of battle whereupon she forthwith drew up her own and having manned it with the stoutest soldiers joined the battle yet so ordering the matter as to have her land forces ready upon the shore to be assisting as there should be occasion after a long and sharp fight with marks of valour on both sides semiramis was at length victorious and sank a thousand of the enemy's vessels and took a great number of prisoners puffed up with this success she took in the cities and islands that lay in the river and carried away an hundred thousand captives after this the indian king drew off his army as if he fled for fear but in truth to decoy his enemies to pass the river semiramis therefore seeing things fall out according to her wish laid a broad bridge of boats and at a vast charge over the river and thereby passed over all her forces leaving only threescore thousand to guard the bridge and with the rest of her army pursued the indians she placed the mock elephants in the front 
that the enemies scouts might presently inform the king what multitudes of elephants she had in her army and she was not deceived in her hopes for when the spies gave an account to the indians what a great multitude of these creatures were advancing towards them they were all in amaze inquiring among themselves whence the assyrians should be supplied with such a vast number of elephants but the cheat could not long be concealed for some of semiramis soldiers being laid by the hills for their carelessness upon the guard through fear of further punishment made their escape and fled to the enemy and undeceived them as to the elephants upon which the indian king was mightily encouraged and caused notice of the delusion to be spread through the whole army and forthwith marched with all his force against the assyrians semiramis on the other hand doing the like when they approached near one another Sabrodes, the indian king placed his horse and chariots in the vanguard at a good distance before the main body of his army the queen having placed her mock elephants at the like distance from her main body valiantly received her enemies' charge but the indian horses were most strangely terrified for in appearance the phantasms at a distance seemed to be real elephants and the horses of the indians being inured to these creatures pressed boldly and undauntedly forward but when they came near and saw another kind of beast than usual and the smell and almost everything else being strange and new to them they broke in with great terror and confusion one upon another so that they cast some of their riders headlong to the ground ran away with others as the lot happened into the midst of their enemies whereupon semiramis readily making use of her advantage with a body of choice men fell in upon them and routed them forcing them back to their main body though stabrodes was something astonished at this unexpected defeat yet he brought up his foot against the enemy with his elephants in the front he himself was in the right wing mounted upon a stately elephant and made a fierce charge upon the queen herself who happened then to be opposite him in the left and though the mock elephants in semiramis's army did the like yet they stood the violent shock of the other but a little while for the indian beasts being both exceeding strong and stout easily bore down and destroyed all that opposed them so that there was a great slaughter for some they trampled under foot others they rent in pieces with their teeth tossing up others with their trunks into the air the ground therefore being covered with heaps of dead carcasses and nothing but death and destruction to be seen on every hand so that all were full of horror and amazement none durst kept their order or ranks any longer upon which the whole assyrian army fled outright and the indian king encountered semiramis and first wounded her with an arrow in the arm and afterwards with a dart in wheeling about in the shoulder whereupon the queen her wounds not being mortal fled and by the swiftness of her horse which far exceeded the other that pursued her she got off but all making one way to the bridge of boats and such a vast multitude of men thronging together in one strait and narrow passage the queen's soldiers miserably perished by treading down one another underfoot and which was strange and unusual horse and foot lay tumbling promiscuously one over another when they at length came to the bridge and the indians at their heels the consternation was so great that many on both sides the bridge were tumbled over into the river but when the greatest part of those that remained had got over semiramis caused the cords and tenons of the bridge to be cut 
which done the boats which were before joined together and upon which a great number of indians not in the pursuit being now divided into many parts and carried here and there by the force of the current multitudes of the indians were drowned and semiramis was now safe and secure having such a barrier as the river betwixt her and her enemies whereupon the indian king being forewarned by prodigies from heaven and the opinions of the soothsayers forbore all further pursuit and semiramis making exchange of prisoners in bactria returned with scarce a third part of her army End of chapter 94